We're back with another episode of the Native Hicks Show, and I'm Curtis Morris. We're going to get a lot of things in today. We're going to, well, not a lot of things. It's a Husker news, some Husker news. Not a lot of big things, nothing big or anything. I'm going to give you my picks for the, you know, the college football playoffs coming up this year or next year, and then uh, UFC 253. Let's get on into it. Well, it is Thursday, September 24th, and we're here for another episode. We're going to try to dive right into some uh, some sports, so that's what I'm basically going to be doing. There's nothing like really any kind of current affairs or anything going on. Some Husker news, um, but let's get down to what, what's going on tonight. Uh, this, it is Thursday, so we have Thursday Night Football. I think, I think it's Jags-Dolphins tonight, and... Uh, I don't know, a lot of a lot of stock going into the Fitzmagic, so I'm not sold. They haven't looked good. I mean they're terrible, their defense is terrible. I mean I mean I mean when's the last time they had a a decent year? Really, I mean for real. it's been a while. So I think that, you know, the Jags will, will beat them up tonight and and whatnot. <clears throat> I'm I'm picking the Jags. Yes. And then uh, we also got some uh, NBA tonight with the uh, LeBron James's Lakers against uh, Djokovic's uh, um, Denver Nuggets. That guy. That that guy. That, that last game. You had Anthony Davis guarded him as as good as you can guard anybody, and Djokovic just. Lobbed one up toward the basket. I mean, a prayer type, and it's and he sinks it. You're talking about luck. I think that's it, though. I think that's the one they're gonna <laughs> that woke up the Lakers, and that and I think the Lakers will put the kibosh to it as the beginning of the end tonight. It's two to one Lakers. They're gonna the Lakers are gonna win tonight, three to one. Um, I mean, it seems like when uh, when uh, they were playing Houston, the Lakers were, and then Houston beat them, and that like shook them, and then they just whipped them up, and they never lost a game after that. And I think this is what, the same thing. I I said the Lakers are gonna get swept until last night. I mean, I think that's the that was they took a lot out of Denver to do that. I mean, the run they went on, Rondo with the steals that he had at the very end, and that run at the very in the with three minutes left or so, and to get it within eight, then within two, within three, then you know, Djokovic hits that hits that unbelievable shot, and then you in you know, it, Denver just never really gave him. They did give him life, kinda, and they tried to give it away until you know they they hit a. I think it was two threes in a row there in the final minute, and they pretty much ended it. And uh, I think that that woke up the Lakers tonight. I I got the Lakers winning the rest and going on to the finals. And uh, last night, I think I think uh, I don't even I, who who won last night. The Boston, I think did Boston win? I I didn't even know. I I was I guess I'm not paying attention to that series as closely as I was I am the Lakers one. I don't know why. It's just the better game of the two. But it turns out that the the Boston and and the Heat are pretty good. A pretty good matchup there. I think I think the Heat won. <clears throat> so I, I'm I'm I haven't I haven't really picked a winner out of that. I think I want Boston to go so so bad. I want Boston to be in the finals. I mean, what a finals that would be. The old school type, you know, Boston Lakers type of rivalry game in the finals again, once again, is is old school mentality. Can the underdog upset the you know the the favorites of the whole thing? Not a lot of people pick the Lakers though. Everyone said the Lakers ain't gonna get to the finals. I for one think if. See, Lakers beat Houston. Denver beat um Who did Denver beat? It was like one of the favorites. 
Who was that? I can't even remember. Hold up. Let me see here. I forgot who it was. <laughs> I'm checking my Google here. You guys gotta excuse me. I got a bunch of neighbors <laughs> having a soiree over there. Kids are screaming and whatnot. The Clippers. Yeah, they 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 beat the Clippers. I think if the Clippers would have won, Kawhi ha has has LeBron's number. For some reason, LeBron just can't get that. And I think I think. I think I think Kawhi, the, the Clippers would have beat the Lakers if they would have beat. I don't know how they let that go. That was that was very disappointing because you had you had Clippers should have won that up three to one, and the Clippers basically gave. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were waiting for. They said we'll give you, we'll give you game three. And then we'll give you, you know, the rest of the rest of the way. I don't know. I don't know. The Kawhi went, went six for twenty-two in that last game. Just terrible. And you you had uh, what's his name shoot a three-point. I remember this. Shoot a three-point, and it didn't even hit anything. It hit the side of the backboard. He was way, way, way off. All right, we're gonna get into. Uh, that's that's tonight though, but UFC 253 this weekend, Saturday, September 26th at 9 p.m. at the Flash Forum. Everyone's wanting uh, like Flash Forum Marine. What's that? Is, isn't that the Apex? And it's not at the Apex. It's going to be at the Flash Forum, which is I don't even know why they got Fight Island on pay per view. I don't know why they just don't call it Fight Island. It's a Flash Forum, I guess. <laughs> I think Abu Dhabi said, uh, we, we, enough's enough. We, we, we did all this for you. And we thought we were going to be a every, every weekend deal. And you took off to Vegas and, uh, fuck yeah. Dana White is one of the best bosses you could have. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm team Dana. <clears throat> I want to get that on my chest. Team Dana. A lot of people don't like him. I don't know why. He, everyone's saying he needs to pay his fighters. Um, he does. And he does very well at doing it. You tell me what profession you could be, have other than being a fighter to get paid a million dollars just because. Uh, not just because, but getting in there. And if you finish the fight and... The first round, it's a, you know, less than a five-minute bout, or uh, three minutes, depending if you're a champion or not. It's less than three minutes in the first round. If you knock him out, you know, a couple seconds, a minute maybe into the round, you know, you get paid thousands or maybe a million, depending on who you are. Get that. Just get that. There's professions out there. I mean, that that's more than, that's a that's doctor status right there. You're up in there. You're making money like a doctor, or a lawyer. And you look at some of these houses, the cars they drive, the things that they do, the places that they go, and you're feeling sorry for the fighters. You should look at yourself and <laughs> wanting to have that kind of lifestyle. I think that uh, MMA is probably the safest way of combat sports of them all. Boxing, you beat the shit out of each other for 12 rounds, and the ref won't fight and won't stop it. Unless he thinks that you're, you're just completely out. <laughs> I mean, if you get up and you can't walk and you're looking at him weird, yeah, he's going to stop the fight. But a heavyweight bout, you know, 
Athletic Commission, they ain't, Nevada Athletic Commission ain't going to stop a championship fight in the third or fourth round. Unless you get knocked out. It's just the way it is in boxing. And in MMA, you, you get knocked down. And you look like you, you're, you're going to get pummeled. Game over, man. I don't care if the, the, there's nothing wrong with you. If you get knocked down and you ball up like a turtle and you do these little defensive things and you don't fight back, you're done. They ain't going to let you sit there and get the shit kicked out of you like boxing does. Now, you can use your feet and everything. Maybe a dangerous way to do it. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's the, it's the, it's like, you know, like a quarterback in the NFL, you know, powder puff, you get touched or lunged at at the knees or anything like that in a foul. No, it's not that safe. <clears throat> it is a dangerous sport, but it is the safest of the combat ones. And, and Dana pays them well, I'm telling you. That's the way it is. It's a pecking order in every sport. A rookie don't get paid veteran status. You think Aaron Rodgers was getting paid the money he'd get paid when he first started for the Green Bay Packers? No. It took him a while to sit there and say, hey, there's something going on around here. How come I'm, I'm one of the least paid quarterbacks? Same thing with Tom Brady. He, he's, he, he wasn't getting paid nearly nothing. He's getting given the Patriots a sweetheart deal for his quarterback. And he said enough. To get paid what Tom Brady was getting paid and to get yelled at by, I guess he, he, he well, in this book that came out, The Patriot Way or whatever it was, Dynasty, Patriot Dynasty, this book that came out, and Giselle Butchin came out saying that uh, that Bill Belichick would yell at him like he's Johnny fucking football, or Johnny fucking Foxborough. <laughs> oh my God. And she, she was talking to Robert Kraft about it, according to that book. Because I think she went in there. She said enough enough about this with you, Tom Brady. I'm going in there with one of these meetings. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> and she went out there and she spoke her mind. She spoke her peace to Robert Kraft. And, you know, I didn't want to believe it when I heard all the rumors between them guys. I didn't. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Patriots. And when I hear, you know, oh, the, the foundation's crumbling in Foxborough and there's this tension between the coach and Tom, and I'm like, no. You get, these are hearsay. I mean, you're not in that locker room. You don't know what's going on. How in the hell do you know? And then to hear, to know that this book came out and Giselle was confirming it, I was like, oh, this thing was over two years ago. Tom Brady wanted out. He knew he was leaving. But the whole thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think that was, that was blown out of proportion. How do you, no one knows that, that Bill Belichick was going to replace Tom Brady with Jimmy Garoppolo. Nobody knows that. There's rumors, there's people that say, well, this is, in my opinion, this is what, ha what would have happened if Jimmy would have stuck around or, or, you know, and, and to see Jimmy Garoppolo over there in, in, in San Francisco, it, I mean, it, it's not, he's not, uh, a top-tier quarterback. To me, in the in the Super Bowl, he didn't he didn't have his best game, and throughout the playoffs, he didn't do his best best his best games. I mean, you look at the completions. They were relying on running in the in the playoffs. The way I remembered it. And I, told, I got a friend that's a San Francisco fan. I told him, I was like, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that good of a quarterback that I thought he was. Yeah, in, 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 in New England, he, he did very good with that coach. 
But, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, if he didn't feel comfortable with being in, in New England, Tom Brady I'm talking about, if he didn't feel comfortable being in New England again, and and he, I, I think that, that relationship was long gone. He knew it. I, I didn't know it. I didn't want to believe it either. So... But back to USC. Dana White, yes. I'm getting off track here. USC 253. The first bout is a featherweight bout. Hakeem Dewaito. God, I can't pronounce his names. Hakeem Dewaiti against Zabora. Oh, God. Zabara Tukov. I think that's the way they use <laughs> I don't know. Hakeem might be the better of the two. He's 11 and 1 and 1. We're just going to call him Z. Zabura. 19 and 4. So, you know, the record speaks for itself. And he's the, 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 the big advantage in this fight is going to be the reach. That's what I think. He, uh, Hakeem has. A 73, 73.5 inch reach advantage, or reach, and Zabura had 68 inch. <clears throat> Not to say that's going to mean anything, I just know that Zabura can't get inside. Because he's got them long arms. So I'm going to go ahead and pick a key on this one. I think he's going to win. Then in the bantamweight, you got... Bantam, okay, yeah, Bantamoy Kating Vera against Sidera Eubanks. It's a, it's a, it's a young man's game. It's MMA. It's a young man's fight. And Ket, uh, Vera is 29, 29 years old. Sadira Eubanks is uh, 35. Not to say that, again, not to say that's a that's a total advantage. I mean, who is? I mean, it's a you give everybody in in, in any combat sport a puncher's chance. But I'm gonna have to give it to Vera. I I think he's gonna win that one. Younger, faster. Then uh, you get down to the flyweight. Kai Kara, 21-8. Against Brandon Morgville, 11-4. And it's, this is an even battle here. Everything's identical. The reach, the age, the weight, everything. It's all, it's all identical. So this, is, this could be, even their age, they're, they're the same age. You got a really good fight. I think this one might be a fight of the night. Then we go down to the lightweight, lightweight, light heavyweight, the co-main. Dominic Reyes against uh, Blocko Blockowicz. John Blockowicz. Dominic Reyes is on a is on a very good winning streak. I mean, he's got, I got him winning this thing. He's 12 and 1. And then Blagovich is 26 and 8, so. Should be, uh, should be a one-sided deal right there. I might go the distance. I think this one will go the distance, though. I don't think it's going to be a split decision. I think it's, I, I, in my opinion, I think Dominic is going to dominate. Then in the middleweight main event, champion Israel Adonise is going against Paulo Costa. Uh, both undefeated. And uh, you know, this is going to go what I think. If you've ever seen Israel, he's a little, little guy. 
fast. He's got the, he's got, he's, he's, he's a superstar. Paolo, by the, on the other hand, is this hulking dude that could end the fight pretty quickly. But Israel ain't going to do that. He ain't going to sit there and hang and bang with Paolo. This is going to be just like Adonis' last, last fight. He's going to stick and move. He's going to jab. He's going to pick his shots. Get out. <clears throat> He's not going to be nowhere near Paulo, and he's going to make Paulo work, and it's going to be a very boring fight. I don't think I don't see any of these two getting knocked out. I think it's going to decision. It's going to be a, a one-way fight. Israel's going to dominate. Paulo's going to walk away without a scratch on him. He's just going to. Point the shit out of Paulo, I think. Hit, run, back away. He ain't gonna be in striking distance. It's gonna be, a, I think it's gonna be a boring fight. But this is what the fans wanted, and Dana gave the fans what they want. I mean, Paulo deserved the fight, and I think Dana, Dana knows that this isn't gonna be the, the fight everyone thinks. This isn't gonna be an exciting who who's who's gonna win in the fifth? It's not gonna be one of them. It's gonna be like uh, it, it, unless Israel gets knocked out, this this, this fight's over. And he he'll probably take one, two, three, four. I think Israel might lose one round, but you know he's gonna it's gonna be a unanimous decision here. So let's get on to some. Uh, oh, uh, one thing I have to say on uh, the the UFC part of it. The Joe Rogan goes on uh, Spotify. Welcome, welcome to Spotify, Joe. Great podcast. His new digs is great. I like it. It looks nice down there in Texas on his ranch. You know, it's it's a good look. But uh, Spotify employees, they are threatening to strike if. Uh, Joe Rogan's podcast isn't being edited. Why would you want to edit? I listen to pl plenty of podcasts on Spotify and on, on, on YouTube. And I don't know any of them to be edited. I think Joe Rogan's just going to like shut this off like, oh God. Strike. <clears throat> Why, why would you? Why would this? Why is this a thing? And Joe Rogan, he's a really, he's a really good interviewer. He doesn't let anybody off, and I, 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 I applaud him for that. I, he doesn't let anyone off the hook. If they talk, they're if they're talking shit, and he don't, he, they, he thinks another way. He's gonna tell you. And that's one thing I do like. He doesn't, because if you say something, he's gonna. Well, what about X, Y, and Z, and and. Uh, and, and his guess is like, and we'll argue, we'll like kind of debate him. Like that one comedian on there. God, he, he's like a older comedian. And I forgot what they were arguing about. There's something about, um, it's political. It was a political argument. But it was heated and it got a little uncomfortable for me to watch. But yeah, Joe Rogan will, will talk. He don't care who you are. I watched the um, the one with uh, Miley Cyrus when he had Miley Cyrus on. That was cringe. I ain't gonna lie. I I barely because he he wasn't really agreeing on anything she was saying on there. The like, girl, oh, jeez. Yeah, so he don't he, he don't let anyone off the hook with <laughs> You know and Miley Cyrus could be out there too, you know. When you when you when you see her out off the stage and away from like performing down to earth, you know, 
a normal human being, nothing strange, but the things she puts out is, uh, is out there when she's, when she's, you know, the photo shoot or, uh, or on stage, she does some crazy stuff. Like the outfit she wears and the, her mullet. What the hell is that? A mullet haircut on her. I don't know. And that's a, I don't like the mullet. What, what is the deal? You guys really, you guys are cutting each other's hair to be a mullet. I mean, this isn't 1993. I don't know. I don't like the mullet. It just seems like, you know, a stereotypical hillbilly way of cutting your hair. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a Trump. You're voting for Trump. I understand that. But what's with the mullet, man? You know when you see a mullet, you know, they're Trump. Except except Miley Cyrus. Her dad, on the other hand, might, might go the other way. <clears throat> but yeah, and, um... A friend of mine has one. I don't know. It just looks dirty to me. I don't know. It just looks dirty. You're not. You're not. You're not 15. Get, get cut your hair like a normal citizen. And and a, a, a contributor to society. And and shave that shit. I don't know. I just don't. I don't like it. I might be alone in this, this mullet fashion thing. I've seen it every once in a while, and you know, in the football players, and then it just kind of grew. And by the time I know it, I'm seeing it all, all the time now. Like, you want to stand out that much? No, nah, I don't know. It's hard not to know. It's hard not to notice it. I mean, I did some crazy shit before in my lifetime, but I would, I would never cut my hair to be a mullet. Fuck that. Yeah, but we're going to get a, jump into some uh, Nebraska football. It's not about football, but it has to do with uh, Nebraska players. This is not what we need right now in the, in the press. This is not what we need. I mean, it's, it's enough to be, you know... One of the teams that everyone's, you know, all the all the sports personalities are talking about, like why why is Nebraska doing this? They should, they, Big Ten should kick them out of when allowed them to play. And we push back, and we push back, and we push back. And we finally got football going back again on in the Big Ten news. And and then you you Nebraska's like get stuck with one of the hardest football schedules that you could have. Even Bill Moose even kind of touched on it. And he isn't happy about it. I just haven't heard, you know, Frost is, Frost is probably saying, this is what we're giving, we're going we're gonna to try our best. And the way we go. So here we go with the Nebraska football players charged with a misdemeanor for a loud party. Come on now. I mean, I could, you know, I partied and I've had cops called on me before and we going through the whole fucking rigmarole being too loud, but I've never heard of, you know, players being charged. I, I've gotten like a warning. M many of them. I think even the cops even know the, know my house. I spoke to one a couple of years ago. He was called out here. He's like, and the cop already knew. He already gave me the whole rigmarole. He's like, we've been out here a couple of times. I was like, oh God. <laughs> you know about them other times? He's like, we're not going to give too many warnings out anymore. It's like, I have to be out here again. You're getting a ticket. 
but charged with a misdemeanor for a loud party. It must have been a hell of a party. On September 11th, three players, John John Bullock, Cooper Jowett, and Caden McCormick, charged with disorderly house. Get this. Their neighbor called the cops at 11.30 on a Friday night. Get the fuck out of here. You get the, you know, it's got to be a Karen. It's got to be a Karen. And it, and it had to have been on campus. Or near campus. I mean, where's this house at? He has neighbors that are call the cops on you at 11.30 on a Friday night? Just trying to hang out? There was a roommate, too, that was, there was a fourth one. There was a roommate of theirs, though. Not a football player. All four of them got charged with uh, disorderly house. I mean, what is that? Getting in trouble at 11.30? I mean, it's not even... I could see if it was like 4 in the morning. I could see if it was like 4 in the morning and you got this... You got 40 people at this house just rocking all through the morning. I could see that. But on a Friday night at 11.30? I mean, shit don't get popping until 10. At least. I mean, they're college kids football players at that just trying to relax and have some fun with their friends you, you they can't do that i bet you i bet you frost is like oh come on now who's this neighbor i i need to talk to him or her it's got to be a her and they got to be old too these are the one. These are the kind of people that probably think that, oh, you're blowing off fireworks. You're scaring my puppy. Oh, you're scaring my puppy. You're scared. You got loud fireworks outside, and it's 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 ten o'clock. Get the fuck out of here. Scaring your dog. I didn't say shit when you got that damn thing on the leash, barking at leaves falling off the tree, and a fucking squirrel that scurries about, or occasional rabbit that's walking by. I don't say shit about that. You get one day of the year on the 4th of July, you shut a firecracker off and the dog starts barking. You're scaring my dog. Stop that. He's got anxiety. CBD oils for your dog to relax them. But what about, what about me? Let's just start handing this shit out with people that have some kind of anxiety in their life. A dog don't give a fuck. Anxiety. I mean, I'm a I love dogs. I'm a I'm an animal lover, but you're going too far with the CBD and you're dressing your dog up and you're and you're yo know, it's a it's a fur baby. Fuck no, fur baby my ass. It's a when I was growing up, it was a pet. And if you forgot to feed him, so, so be it. <laughs> it's just hungry. I'm hungry. Fuck, I'd eat dog food because, you know, there's no food in the cupboard. I mean, we was the well-off family, but that dog was fed. Yeah, you know, I'm sick of, like, you know, these people are treating dogs better than the fucking homeless. I swear. Uh, you should adopt the homeless. You get, you get people, you know, homeless people with dogs, right? And someone, I've seen videos of this. Like a, a person would go up there and grab the dog away from the homeless guy to shelter it. Like, no, 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 Stinky, you stay there. We're going to grab the dog and, and feed this thing. Treating, you, that's, it's today. It's this whole thing. You're treating animals better than a fucking real life human being that could talk and walk. Again, I like I like dogs. I had a French bulldog. Damn thing pissed in the bed. I mean, 
and just get talking to have me like at my age piss the bed I'd be in trouble I'd probably get smacked I'd probably get hit you're a grown ass man peeing the bed what are you doing well you got a grown ass dog over here piss the bed too what about her nothing can't discipline a dog He's over there hitting the dog. Well, the dog's an asshole. Again, I'm an animal lover. I love dogs. I don't hit my dog. I never have. Because my girlfriend would have killed me. Staying on to the... <clears throat> Staying on the college football landscape, these are, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put out the top 25, this week's top 25, and I got some issues here. Alright, Clemson number one, two and oh, I get it. They beat Citadel, they're smashing these teams. Number one, Clemson, two and oh. You got Alabama that hasn't played a game. Oklahoma's one and oh, number three. Number four, Georgia. Number five, Florida. Number six, LSU. Who all never never played yet? Notre Dame, two and zero. Why is Notre Dame seventh and they're two and zero? They should be up there. If you haven't played a game, I'm telling you. Yes, they might be you know the better team or whatever that you think, but they've played the game. Number seven Notre Dame should be up to number four. Alabama hasn't played a game. They're number two. Texas one and zero. They're number eight. Number nine, Auburn, Texas A&M's 10, 11, North Carolina, 12, Miami, Florida. They're 2-0. They should be way up there. They're 12th. They should be ahead of Florida, I think. They should be top five. Marshall, 2-0, 25th, or the 13th, or no. Yeah, no, no, no. UCF is 13th. They're 1-0. Great outing in their first one. I'm not, I'm not ready to crown them yet. They're, they look good. They beat they beat a they beat a decent team. Who's that? They beat Cincinnati. Decent team. No, no. Who did UCF play? Georgia Tech. They beat, they played Georgia Tech. And that's a decent team. Uh, number 14, Cincinnati. I think they should be up there a bit. They should be top, you know, top 10. Oklahoma State, 1-0. Tennessee. Memphis is 1-0. How is Memphis 1-0 and Tennessee hasn't played a game? See, this is the th I'm having a trouble, like, grasping around this. Maybe they're just, they, you know, NCAA doesn't think they're the team. BYU, 1-0. Louisiana Lafayette's 2-0. Number 20, Virginia Tech. 21 is Pittsburgh, 2-0. 22, Army, 2-0. And, and then you got Kentucky at 23. 24, Louisville, 1-1. One and, one. and then Marshall's 2-0. Now, I, you, Big Ten hasn't played yet, so this is going to get jumbled up mid-October. As soon as it, they kick off. But I'm saying, if you haven't played a game, and you and 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 Notre Dame is two and zero, number seven, and Florida, you got Florida, Georgia, and Alabama all never played. LSU hasn't played, and you got Notre Dame two and zero. It's Notre Dame. Well, are you going to give them props when they when they play Clemson? Well, I mean, what's what's one the one I, I think that should be higher? UCF should be higher. They should be way higher. Miami, Florida should be top five. Miami, Florida played a really good game against a really good team, Louisville. I picked Louisville in that game. I, I lost horribly. I don't know why I picked Louisville. 
And I could tell right when that game kicked off, I was like, God dang, Miami's ready to play. But I'm not ready to give Miami the the crown yet. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you what I think will be in the college football playoff. I mean, it's it's typical. <laughs> it's your typical teams for the last five years. I'm not going to go against grain on this, but I reserve, reserve judgment. So, okay, Clemson, they're 2-0. They, they look really good. Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one in the draft. And that defense is pretty dang good. I mean, it's Citadel. They didn't let him score. But it's Citadel. This is the remaining schedule. <clears throat> Clemson is going to play Virginia. I think they're going to... They're going to beat Virginia, I think. It's going to be a back-and-forth type of game. But the one everyone's going to be looking at. Uh, at Clemson, Miami, Florida, October 10th. That they, they highlighted that one. Right now, the way they looked against Louisville, that game is going to be... It's, it, it's going to be back-and-forth. I don't think Clemson is going to get let off easy on this one. Georgia Tech is October 7th. They should they should be Georgia Tech. Syracuse, yeah. Boston College, yeah. Notre Dame. Um they should they should win that one. Notre Dame looks really good. Their first game against Duke, they didn't they didn't look that good. But Notre Dame, Notre Dame against the way they played, I mean, they, they look like a pro team. I mean, they don't even have to pass them much. I mean, just hand, uh, that's the thing about Notre Dame is their running game is really good. They have a really good offensive line. That thing, they're ready to go. Florida State, Pittsburgh, and then ended their season off against Virginia Tech. Always a tough game. It's kind of tricky at Virginia Tech. They're at Notre Dame. They they let crowd they're letting the crowd in. And uh, another noteworthy thing uh, this week, uh, Notre Dame and Wake Forest game has been postponed. So Notre Dame ain't going to be playing this weekend. And the thing I like about Notre Dame is that all the all the games that they'll be playing is going to be on NBC. The Clemson game is going to be on NBC. And I, there's another one. Florida State's going to be on NBC. Good games coming up, man. We're getting a meat of this. This is the one week that we're getting into it. I mean, everyone's, all the people that, all the teams that are supposed to be playing besides Notre Dame is going to be playing. I mean, they're, they're Colorado, man. Uh, they can't, they can't practice for two weeks. Jesus, that's that's one. The Clemson, I got in. Alabama, I got going in. Because of their schedule is just the, the the schedule that they got is the away games. The first game in Missouri, September twenty twenty sixth, at Missouri, is going to be a tough one for Alabama. Having the doing the things that, that they had to go through, all the teams had to go through, no practice, no spring, nothing. They're going to look a little sloppy at first, I think, in this one. But as soon as the, you know, first, second, quarter, third, fourth, they're just going to burn them. Texas A&M, you always think that Texas A&M has that team, right? Against Alabama, it's like, wow, man, this is hype. And it's, that's all it is until kickoff. Texas A&M at Alabama, October 3rd. And they should, they should, they should wipe them out. Mississippi at Mississippi, October 10th. Then the highlighted one, I think, is going to be a good one. I think it is going to be a good one. At Alabama, it's at home, so they got a distinct advantage. Number four, Georgia, October 17th. Highlight that one, man. You don't want to miss that one.
Number 16, Tennessee. Then you got uh, Mississippi State, October 31st. Then uh, at LSU, number six ranked at LSU, November 14th. That they get some. It's a tough schedule. Um, they, I, I don't think LSU. This is this is what I think. Joe Burrow ain't there, guys. This is not LSU of 2019. This is this is this is going to be Alabama's day, and I think they they want revenge. I think LSU is going to lose that one. <clears throat> 23 Kentucky, November 21st. The Iron Bowl, November 28th. At home, at Alabama, Auburn. Number 8, Auburn. Um, I, don't, I don't see... Like, you always think that Auburn doesn't have... But then the games get started. I don't know. I think Alabama gets in their own head. Like, oh, you know, they get nervous because they call it the Iron Bowl. And then Auburn ends up upsetting them. Every year, it seems like. It, that's what it seems like to me. It might not. Then they go at Arkansas. So it's a favorable schedule, kind of. The Georgia LSU one... I think the LSU one, they're going to win. This is, uh, the all the, there's no tape on LSU yet. So as soon as they play, then we'll know. Are they going to look like they did in 2018? Or are they going to be the one in 2016 and 17? I think Troy beat them one of them years. Then I have Ohio State in. This is a. They pretty much gave Ohio State the 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 to get in the playoffs. We all know Nebraska. Then Penn State, Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, Michigan. Michigan is the one probably that they would get. You know. Kinda. We'll know more as soon as the Big 12 starts or Big 10 starts up. We'll know more about it. So I, I think the people that put this schedule together knew that Michigan has to play Ohio State. We don't want to give them the game in mid-schedule. So they put them at the very end. The, the Big 10 pretty much picked Ohio State to do it. No Penn State, no Wisconsin. I mean, oh, they do get Penn State. Yeah, they do get Penn State, October 31st. But there's no Wisconsin on there. I mean, the two powerhouse teams, it's got to be Ohio State, Wisconsin. Why not give them Wisconsin? Then the, the last spot, I got Oklahoma. No one, no one's going to touch them. Nobody's going to touch them. I mean, Spencer Rattler, I mean, that guy is is on another level. Freshman. Redshirted freshman, I think. Yeah, the Oklahoma's got Kansas State, Iowa State. Texas might be the one to give them the scare. TCU, Texas Tech, Kansas, Oklahoma State. That, that might be one. West Virginia could be a game to watch. And then Baylor December 5th. Ending up their schedule. So that, those are my four that I think that'll be in. The, the, the college football playoffs. Now the Big Ten Championship. Uh, that could go either way. Ohio State seems to always stumble though. Alabama too. I don't see Oklahoma stumbling in that schedule. And I look at the top 10 and I don't see any other teams that could, unless there's going to be a team to peak. Miami, Florida might, might, might be the one to jumble it up. 
if Miami, Florida beats Clemson, this is going to change everything. It'll it'll put a wrench in the whole what what everyone says that's gonna be. <clears throat> I think it's it's a that's the only team I think that that Georgia Georgia might see. I got Clemson Oklahoma. I got Clemson Alabama. Oh, I'll say Oklahoma. Georgia might throw a wrench in it. If they beat Alabama, and they have not, they haven't had luck on that end yet. I think Auburn is the only one. And Alabama has Georgia, uh, one, two, three, four, fourth game into the season. So we'll know about these teams before they start before they play each other. Same thing with Texas and Oklahoma. And the only, the only, uh, the only one that I think that's got a one-way ticket. I mean, punch it, Ohio State. I don't see anybody give them a run. Nebraska, Penn State, no, Penn State, no, no, no. It's at Penn State too. Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, Michigan. That's a that's a pretty easy schedule. Who's gonna step up in there? Who's gonna be the team that say, not this year, Ohio State, you're not getting out of this. They don't play Iowa. Come on. They should at least put Iowa on there. I mean Ohio State murdered them, I think. Couple of years ago, yeah, man, I don't know, but it always seems there's always that one game of all of these, all the teams. There's always, there's always going to be that one game to push them to the limit. And Ohio State, I just don't know. Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. That you know, West Virginia at West Virginia might be a might be a the nail biter. Texas is gonna definitely be the one to watch because Texas beat them last year. Then you get into the what was it the Big Twelve Championship game and Oklahoma beat them. Too much respect being given on some of these games. I think that I think you know Oklahoma gave Texas way too much credit and then psyched himself out. Maybe I don't know. But we'll dive into more uh, college football on Saturday. That's when I'll do my next one. So I'll. But you know. That's the that's what that's. That's the top 25 and my picks for the playoffs. I think I got it pretty much solid. Miami, Florida, that's the one I think. So that'll pretty much do it for me here. And uh, I'll lay it all on the line on college football Saturday. And I'll have a great rest of the week. I'll... I'll talk to you guys again on Saturday. I'm Chris Morris for the Nate Hicks Show. Have a good day.